If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. <laughs> <laughs>for this this huge slate coming up with college football and with the NFL. We have week nine of college football and week eight of the NFL. And Aiden, I love the board this week. I, I know love, you do. You got love, a lot of plays. Yeah, I, I got a bunch of plays. You have a bunch of plays as well. Um, overall, this podcast, we got a, we got a bunch of great plays I, I feel great about and Aiden feels great about coming to you this week. But before we get into it, let's quickly recap what happened the past week. So, um, just for our picks overall, we went five and five. Um, we struggled, specifically me, mostly struggled in college football last week. As a whole, we were one and four in college football, but we were four one in the NFL. We were four and one. We crushed it in the NFL, um, and I believe we ended up pretty much break even in terms of like units or or money made. Um, pretty much break even. Um, so also to recap a little bit on our World Series picks, um, I picked the Rays to win the World Series. That unfortunately didn't happen. Congrats to the Dodgers. They, they earned it. They're the best team all year by and far. They were favored in every single game this year that they played, which is pretty crazy. What is that? Like, they played like, I think, 78 games, including the regular season. Favored in every single game. Won the World Series. Better team won. Kevin Cash messed up. That's all I can say. That's all I'm going to say about it. He took Blake Snell out after five and a third innings. It's what everybody's been talking about. He, he screwed up. He screwed up, man. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think he did too. It's just tough to, like, go back and say, obviously, like, for everybody that knows, Kevin Cash is just huge into analytics. That's what he's done um, since he's taken over that manager, managerial role with the, with the Rays. Um, and the Rays as an organization kind of like started off the whole analytics movement in the MLB. But, um, I mean, I a hundred percent agree that it was way too soon and Snell should have stayed in. I mean, he was cruising, but it's just so tough to be like, like go against what kind of got them there. Like that's kind of what got the Rays to the world series is Cash's decision. She's been pretty good at taking out starters and, and, giving it up to that pretty reliable bullpen. I know, like, I, again, I'm, I can't stress it enough that I think that was a horrible decision. Like that. I think sometimes you just got to look at like how things are going, like what you see with your eye instead of so much relying on analytics, but it's just such a tough spot because that's literally what's gotten the raise there is just what, what cash has done with analytics and how he's like used them in terms of taking starters out or taking subs out and, you know what I mean? It's it's tough. Yeah. Dude, here's here's my take. So, yes, they're all about analytics. I get that. 
And one of the big things that the, the Rays do um, that a lot of teams don't do in the MLB is there's, they have this big rule with, that involves analytics and numbers where they don't like their starting pitchers facing the lineup the third time around. So Blake Snell, when he got taken out, that's when Mookie Betts, who was a leadoff hitter, came, was coming up to the plate after Blake Snell gave up a, a single off the middle. But Mookie Betts this year, even if, if you slice it up, if you look at the numbers and you just look at the momentum and the feel of how Blake Snell was pitching, he was dominating, especially those top three hitters. You had Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, and Justin Turner were 0-6 that game versus Blake Snell with 6Ks. And Mookie Betts all year, he, he did not touch lefties. He was horrible against lefties the entire year. So Mookie Betts, when he bats, he hits, he's a fastball hunter. He kills fastballs specifically off of righties. So Blake Snell was throwing a lot of junk. Sure, he threw him some fastballs in there too, mixed it in. But overall, Mookie Betts did not, did not hit lefties very well at all this year when you look at the numbers. So I just, I will not, I will never understand why Kevin Cashman at least leave him in to face Mookie Betts, at least. I agree. I mean, you know? it was, it's tough. It was tough. It's, I like that Blake Snell showed some emotion as well. I mean, obviously, he was pretty pissed at coming out. So, but yeah, he was absolutely livid. It is. Was I mean, I guess like you can always say that that was a horrible decision. I mean, but Tampa, but the, their bats were non-existent pretty much that entire series. I mean, yeah, literally. They, I think that, I think I told you. I think I saw they had like six or seven guys batting below one eighty-five the whole series i mean you just can't win i know we always say pitching wins um but you can't win with that type of offense ever yeah no absolutely not you're right um also one thing i wanted to point out too just to get this get this statement out um ahead before people ask us this or is our picks from the the rays or the world series preview episode they're all future picks and so we're not we don't count those toward our record we're not counting those towards our record our record is consisting of our picks on the podcast like week over week so like our ncaa football picks our nfl picks and in the future it'll be college basketball picks and nba picks and and so on um so from that episode those plays are not counting towards our official record just even win or loss, we weren't going to count them. If the Rays won the World Series, I wouldn't have counted it towards our, our record. Or if we picked the MVP right, we would not have counted it towards it. So that episode was is not for – that. Episode yeah, I mean, I had the Dodgers series future bet for them to win the World Series. And yeah, we, we didn't exactly. put that in. So. Yeah, exactly. So we, we just left it as it. We're leaving it as it is. We're, those don't count towards our record. We do those episodes, um, the Futures episodes specifically, like for not even just for fun, but also just for the, the good discussion and whatnot and to talk about what we like and what we don't like. So we're, we're going to be doing episodes. Like we did an episode um, last year or earlier in this year where actually I don't even think we released it, but it was an MLB Futures episode. Um, and we did that episode like right before lockdown. We probably did it like beginning or right around the middle of March. And we didn't end up releasing the episode, but like for all those, we did a lot of future picks. Like we pick like who we like to win the MVP, who we like to like to win the World Series, and things like that. And none of those were going to count toward our record either. So just an FYI to to our listeners. Yep, yep. But again, overall five and five last week, four and one in the NFL, one and four in college football. Looking forward to a a great week coming up here. But I think that's pretty much it. So without further ado, and you want to talk about some college football? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. College football is coming up next on the Between the Lines podcast. You're listening to Between the Lines, a sports gambling podcast. 
You can find all of our documented picks on our podcast Twitter page. Our handle is at btlpod20. Again, that's at btlpod20. Okay, so let's start with Friday night. So that's tonight when we're recording. Um, we have a couple games on the slate. I have one play that I don't know if I told you about it, but I added it. Um, I'm adding it last second. I'll tweet it out while we're recording, just so um, so you have the the listeners have the play, like before the podcast is released. But first game, which is one we're watching right now, it's actually a really good game. Is Minnesota Maryland? So Maryland's I didn't I don't have the spread, but I'm pretty sure Maryland was like plus. 17 or something like that coming to yeah, this Yeah, right game. around that. And Maryland's up to what, 21-7 now? Did, did they just score? Yeah, Minnesota just scored. Minnesota just scored, so it's 21-14. Barney at extra point miss or, or make. But I don't know. I didn't have play. We didn't have plays in this game. We would Again, we would have tweeted them out if we did. No, I was um, I was eyeing the over, which right now looks pretty good, but I, I did not pull the trigger on it. Sharps were all over Maryland. And I know. It looks like rightfully so. It looks like they're going to – I mean – Knock on wood. Looks, it's looking pretty good for them right now. But okay, so we got a couple more plays, a couple more games tonight. The nine o'clock. Um, I don't know if you have, I don't think you're playing this one. I don't. I don't either. But uh, East Carolina at Tulsa. Tulsa's minus seventeen and a half. Over under sixteen and a half. You got anything here? I got nothing. I mean, Tulsa's the far superior team here. Uh, I think Tulsa's pretty good. Their offense is incredible, but I, I got nothing here. Yeah, if, it would be Tulsa or nothing for me, but that's a yeah. big spread to cover 17. It's, I believe it's a it lot of points. It's a lot of points. East Carolina's defense sucks, though. Tulsa Tulsa should route these guys. Um, I got no feel on this game. I got I got nothing. Nope. But moving on to the next game, do I have a play? This is a degenerate special. Let's get it. Hawaii is going on the road to play at Wyoming. 9.45 tonight. So, Hawaii is playing back-to-back road games. They have back-to-back games on the mainland. So, they played last week at Fresno State, and they won 34-19. to So, the spread on this game has been all over the place. And I've been watching this game. I've been watching the spread since it came out on Sunday. It has been all over the place. So, Hawaii opened as minus three, and... Over the course of this week, the line to today has moved to Wyoming as a pick 'em. So the teams have there's no spread; you just pick a winner. And then, as I was checking before the podcast, uh, a couple like a couple hours for the podcast, this line started moving back the other way. So Hawaii has moved all the way back up to a minus two and a half, minus three favorite. So just to give you some numbers here, Hawaii, like I just mentioned, is playing back to back road games. They beat Fresno State thirty four nineteen last Saturday night. So Wyoming, like I said, opened a plus three. It's moved around a ton. Now it's it's back to Wyoming plus three. It's it's insane. Um, but Hawaii, Aiden, since 2010, and this stat makes complete sense if you think about it. Hawaii since 2010, when they've had back to back road games, so game they're traveling to the mainland twice. They're one in thirteen straight up in their second game, one in thirteen, and that's in the past ten years. Never one in thirteen. <laughs> One and thirteen, and they're favored going into Wyoming, who played a great game last week, who lost a heartbreaker 37-34 to I can't remember the team that we played last week. I'm blanking. They it was a good game. I can't, I can't remember what time who they played. But locking it in. Wyoming plus three. We are locking it in. Let's go. Oh shoot, I have the soundboard up. But yes, 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 yes. I'll get it up for the next one. Wyoming plus three, degenerate special. Lock it in. 
Yeah, I mean, I was I was torn on this game. I, to be honest, I was kind of leaning towards Hawaii, um, but I don't I don't know. I had no I had no real feel for this game, um, so let's ride I with got it. Him. Got him plus three. Okay, but that's all the games tonight. So let's move on to Saturday. So the first game we got, um, I got on the slate is Boston College going on the road to play at Clemson, and Clemson, of course. It's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence tested positive for coronavirus, so he is out Saturday. So this line opened up at about 29.5, minus 29.5, minus 30 Clemson. Um, and it's moved all the way down to Clemson, minus 24.5. Got anything here? I don't. I, I kind of – I was actually eyeing the under a little bit. Um, I, I, I don't think that – BC is pretty good. Their offense is pretty good, but mm-hmm. – but um, I don't know. It's just too much unknown with Clemson's with the quarterback decision. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is amazing. Everybody knows that he's going to be probably the number one overall pick. Um, but I'm sure that their backup is just going to do just fine. But BC's no slouch this year. They've actually improved a lot in terms of being in the ACC and everything. But yeah, this is a stay away game for me. Even if if you could have gotten the BC like plus thirty one or plus thirty at the time, right before the injury, I would have done that for sure. But twenty four, twenty three, staying away. Yeah, I, I got, I got nothing here. I, I'm not playing this one. Absolutely not. There's too many. I, I still think Clemson's going to thump them, but you're it right. is BC's important to remember. Boston College is actually twenty one and six against the spread in its last twenty eight conference games, which is pretty impressive. I know the ACC isn't that strong, but BC's never been a powerhouse, so that is pretty impressive. Yeah. But staying away, away, though. Yep. No way in hell. Okay. Next game. I got to play in this game. 12 o'clock. Number 20, Coastal Carolina is going on the road to play at Georgia State. So, Coastal Carolina is minus three and a half point favorites. The over-under is set at 60 and a half. So, both these teams have been great against the spread. Coastal Carolina is four and one against the spread. Georgia State is three and one against the spread. However, Georgia State has played well in this matchup the past three years they played um granted sure coastal carolina wasn't ranked in these matchups and they weren't as good at the team as they were but regardless georgia state has dominated this matchup the past three three four years so back in 2019 georgia state won at coastal carolina 31 to 21 2018 coastal carolina actually beat georgia state 37 34 and in 2017 georgia state won 27 21 at coastal carolina and I'm going to point out this game for Georgia State, this is this and their Appalachian State game in two weeks is is basically their Super Bowl. The, this, this is the game that they've had circled on their schedule from day one. So Georgia State last week has lost a heartbreaker to University of Louisiana Lafayette, ULL, 34-31. Or, excuse me, they lost a heartbreaker to ULL on September 19th, 34-31. And they lost another heartbreaker to Arkansas State, 59-52. Those are only two losses on the year. They're 2-2. I think this is a great spot for Georgia State, and I think that this line should be closer to a pick 'em. So I'm going to take the value here. Georgia State plus three and a half, locking it in. Let's go. I don't hate that at all. Not at I all. Think, I, I think everybody's going to be on Coastal Carolina. I agree. The chance of clears. This is. I mean, this is probably their best team that they've had in a long time. They are pretty good, but yeah, I don't hate that play at all. Yeah, and I, I like this. This is the first pick I locked in. I think I texted you on, on Monday. I saw this line. I was like, this is like this is too good to be true. 
Plus Has it been much movement on it? No, it stayed basically the exact same all week. I've been watching it too. Hmm. It stayed very steady at Coastal Carolina minus three and a half. But we're on the other side. We're on Georgia State plus three and a half. Locked it in. Okay. Uh, next game, I have number 16, Kansas State, on the road going to play at West Virginia. West Virginia is minus four and a half, over under set at 45 and a half. And I don't know about you, Aiden, but I love West Virginia in this spot. It might look a little bit square or a little bit too easy, but I, I like West Virginia here. I don't have a play, but. I, I don't, to be, I'm on the other way on this one. I, I think Kansas State has been playing really well. Their last four games have been really, really impressive. And West Virginia is kind of, kind of just been indifferent to me all year. I feel like they've, they had some real clunkers and they've had some real good. I believe they're one and two against the spread this year. Um, but I don't, I don't know. If anything, I, I lean the under in this game. I think that these defenses are going to keep it pretty low. Um, but I, I'm the other way. I, I lean Kansas State in that plus four and a half or five, whatever you can get it at. I believe it opened at four and a half. Is it down to three now? I got. I just looked again. It's at four and a half. Four and uh, and moved half back yeah. up. It was at three and a half earlier today. Yeah, I, I, there's some big money coming in on West Virginia at home, um, but I, I kind of like Kansas State in this one. It is it is a, a strange game if you look at it. It's West Virginia unranked, going playing minus four and a half at home versus Kansas State. It's a lot. It's a lot of points to lay, but I do like it. Yeah, staying away. Staying away as well. Okay, another ranked matchup. You got number twenty three, Iowa State, going on the road to play at Kansas. Iowa State's minus twenty seven and a half, over under set at forty nine and a half. Got anything here? So. I didn't have a play, and I'm, I was just literally right before I was just looking at this more. If I can get it back up to the – I believe it opened up at it, – the overall under opened up at 55, which is pretty surprising. It's already dropped down to 49. And some books yep. moved back up to 50. If I can get it up to 50 or 51 again, I'm going to take the under. Um, there, it's There's projected some winds in this. I believe it's like 10 to 15, hour, 10 to 15 miles per hour wind. Um, so if I can get it back up to 50 or even 51 would be great. I'm, I'm taking that under for sure. Um, but nothing right now. Got yeah, I got, I got nothing here. Um, I don't feel good about, I, we talked about this. I don't, I don't want to back Kansas and a lot of points. No, That's can't. a lot of points on the road. 27 and a half to Kansas lane on the road is a lot of points pretty much no matter who you play, but okay. Moving on to SEC matchup. We got number five, Georgia going on the road to play at Kentucky. Georgia is 17 and a half point favorites over under is a low 42 and a half points. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I think it's, it's Georgia or nothing, right? hundred percent, dude. Uh, I, I think that Georgia's kind of seen because they had, they had a bye week last week, I believe um, after they got beat by Alabama two weeks ago. Um, I think they kind of just sat by and looked at what Clemson's done, what Alabama's done, what Ohio state did last week. Um, I think they're going to try to come out and kind of kick Kentucky's teeth in, the, especially after a tough loss against Alabama and a bye. Um, Kirby Smart with Georgia is at is uh, I believe they're eight and three against the spread after a loss, and six and two against the spread after a bye. So I, it's Georgia or nothing. I, I was actually eyeing this one too. If I could get it below seventeen, maybe down to sixteen or fifteen, I'm going to take that for sure. But even at seventeen, I don't think that's a bad spot. I, I think Georgia should kick the crap out of Kentucky. They, they should absolutely pummel them. The, Kentucky shouldn't score anything more than 14 points here either. It, it, this should be a route. Staying away, but it's, it's Georgia or nothing. It's absolutely Georgia or nothing. 
Okay, yeah. uh, next game is in the Big Ten. Uh, I don't have anything in this game, but just quickly, Purdue is going on the road to play at Illinois. Purdue's seven and a half point favorites. Over-under set at 57 and a half. You got anything here? I got nothing on this one. Yeah, absolutely nothing. I'm not really interested in this game either. Okay, next game is Michigan State going on the road to play at number 13, Michigan. So Michigan State's coming off of a, a route against my boys, the Rutgers, Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Greg Schiano is pulling that program back together, and it doesn't look like they're the worst team in the Big Ten anymore. But Michigan State got pummeled by Rutgers, and they are now getting 21.5 points going to Michigan. I got nothing here. I think that's just too many points for such a big rivalry. I, and I, I know Rutgers had that big win last week, but if you looked at it, it wasn't that impressive. I think Michigan beat themselves more than Rutgers beat them. I mean, Michigan State had seven turnovers. Obviously, Rutgers had to do something to cause those turnovers, but I don't know. I think things should normal out there a little bit. Uh, Michigan had an impressive win against um, – who was it? Uh, Minnesota last week yeah smoked them um, but uh i don't know I, I think that's just too much points to go against yeah. in such a big rivalry game uh, yeah so i'd I mean, leave michigan got, state in that one I, I got nothing i think it's definitely i agree i think it's definitely a little bit of an overreaction oh damn touchdown minnesota tie ball game oh, i should have done it when i saw it. they were it went down to minus three and a half for minnesota even when they were down wow. 14 points but wow 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 like okay. a lock now yep Okay, uh, next game. Memphis going on the road to play at number seven ranked Cincinnati. Cincinnati are Cincinnati's six and a half point favorites and over under set of 57 and a half. And I'll say this about Cincinnati. They impressed the hell out of me last week. I took SMU minus two and a half against Cincinnati. And Cincinnati kicked the crap out of them last week. They destroyed them. That game was yeah, never close. 40, 42 defense, to 13, I think. Yeah, the, that de- the Cincinnati mm-hmm. defense looked impressive. I didn't think that they were going to stop SMU at all. SMU is an absolute wagon on the offensive side of the ball. But Cincinnati, in- impressive. That, that's all I can say. Um, but I don't, I don't have a play in this game. But I, I don't really have a good feel at all. I, I, I lean the over 57.5, but this, I think that, that spread number is pretty much dead on, 6.5. Uh, I, I think it's Cincinnati or nothing here. I mean, Memphis's defense can't stop anything, man. They, they are dead last in the FBS in yards per game. They give up 567 yards a game. I mean, that's just way too many points yeah. to keep this a one-touchdown game. I think Cincinnati's defense and their offense isn't bad. So uh, I think that they should – they should beat them pretty handily. I I, I think it's uh, Cincinnati or nothing here. Yeah, I, I got I got no feel on this spread at all. I, I'm gonna watch. This is gonna be a good game to watch for sure. It's a high powered offense going against one of the better defenses in the NCAA. So it's gonna be very very interesting to see. Probably the, this is probably the best game in the twelve o'clock slot. Okay. Yeah, next. For sure. Yep. Okay. Next game is oh you got to play in this one is. UTSA going on the road to University of Texas San Antonio is going on the road to play at FAU, Florida Atlantic. So Florida Atlantic is minus five and a half. I don't have the over under number written down here, but five and a half point favorites. And this number has come down. This line is now FAU minus three and a half, believe it or not. I'm what on you got? FAU, man. I'm on FAU. I, I just. I don't know. There's UTSA. I just I, there's no. I just have no confidence in them whatsoever. I, I think the spread um, was a little high to start. Obviously, it's seen that you come. It's come down a little bit, but I still think that they're going to handle this 
pretty easily. I think they're just a much more talented team than UTSA. And uh, I locked this in a little bit earlier. T- I believe it. I got it at four and a half. What'd you say? It's down to three and a half now? It's down to three and a half. Yeah, but uh, I take it then. I guess that's going to be much better for the listeners, but I like that a lot. FAU, minus four and a half, three and a half, whatever you get it at, as long as it's below four and a half, take it. Is that official play? Official play. All right, FAU, minus four and a half, minus three and a half, whatever, lock it in. Yeah, I mean it's FAU or nothing. I don't have, I don't, I'm not playing this. But UTSA is, is not impressed me this year at all. I think FAU should kick the crap out of them. Yeah, okay. All right, let's move on to the two o'clock slot. I nearly had a play in this game, but I decided to stay away last second. Uh, US, excuse me, UCF going on the road to play at Houston. So this line was at Houston. I had it at UCF minus three, and now it's down to UCF minus two and a half. And the over under, big number here. To be expected, the Crazy over under is 82 and a half. 82 and a half points. That is insane. What's crazier is that I don't even hate it. I, I think that <laughs> number is pretty much spot on. I think that I, li- I like the over here. It's, it's these, these guys play zero defense, and they, they both score like 35-ish points per game. UCF is one of the highest scoring teams in the country, and they don't really play defense either. Houston is pretty much the exact same way. These teams, this should be a track meet. This should no, be like a – 100% going to be a track meet. This should be like a 56-49 game or something something like that. And I like I liked Houston a lot here. I nearly took them at the plus three. Uh, I just I decided to, at the last second to not do it. But I, I lean Houston big time, and I lean the over. What do you think? See, again, like, we're, we're on opposites this week. I, I like UCF in this one. I, I, really? I think that that – we saw Houston get destroyed by, I mean, what is a Valor, which is a very good BYU team. Um, yeah. I just, it's kind of similar to the um, the game that we talked about earlier. I, I just don't think that Houston's going to be able to keep pace with UCF. I mean, their offense is so dynamic. I, I just think, like we said, it's going to be a track meet. It even could be whoever has the ball last is going to win, but I, I think UCF should be able to cover that two and a half. I, I think Houston's going to borderline win this game i definitely lean, i lean houston plus three borderline sprinkle the money line a little bit but i i'm saying right. staying away okay uh next game I, i'm just gonna skip this one but i have nothing on it rice this other miss rice had that awesome quadruple doing last week did you see that insane that was i mean hilarious that will, you i don't know if you'll ever see that again that was i mean the odds of that happening i, I don't even i don't even know i've never seen that before in my life it's insane. Like, I honestly don't know if you'll ever see that again. That was awful. But I, I got nothing on this game, so let's just move on to the next one. And I believe you have playing this one. We have Troy going on the road to play at Arkansas State. Arkansas State is two-and-a-half-point favorites. What do you got here? I am taking Arkansas State minus two-and-a-half. Lock it in. Let's go, baby. Uh, again, this is kind of similar just to the FAU. I, I, I think just – Arkansas State is just just the superior team. Um, they're three and one against the spread on the year. They're one and zero at home against the spread. Um, it's just a little too close of a spread for me. I thought this should have been open up around like four, four and a half. Um, to get it that low, I think it's just stealing. So I, I really, really like this play a lot. This is one of my favorite ones of the weekend that I, I texted you pretty early on. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I like this play a lot. All right, Arkansas State minus two and a half. Aiden play, lock it in. I, I, I just to go back. I just think that Troy is 
not as a lot of people are on Troy, which is uh, I'm kind of surprising. I think we talked about it earlier. I think almost seventy, almost eighty percent of the money's on Troy, which is uh, I just don't understand why. So I'm I'm kind of fading the public here and and going with Arkansas State. Dude, I was on Troy last week against Georgia State, and Troy had no business. I lost that bet. Troy had no business being in that game. Georgia State basically handed them the game, handed the game to them on a silver platter, and Troy just squandered it. They, exactly. They, I, I, I mean, I, I have no feel in this game, honestly. I, I, I don't really have a good feel on either side, but I, I'm staying away. I don't really have a good – I don't have a good feel on it. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to SEC, the 330. LSU going on the road to play at Auburn. This is like – I mean, unfortunately, this is these teams are not good this year. Uh, LSU is two-and-a-half-point favorites going on the road to play at Auburn, and the over under set at 63-and-a-half. This line seems line seems fishy to me. I, I got nothing. I I'm I'm leaning both. I've, I've actually have two leans in the in the sense I'm leaning LSU and I'm leaning the under. Um, I since LSU's first game of the year against I believe they got beat by Mississippi State, which it was kind of a it was a really good game. Yeah. But since then, their offense hasn't looked that great. Obviously, you lost. Joe Burrow, I believe, uh, Jamar Chase, their stud wide receiver, opted out. Um, but, like, I, I know Auburn, Bo Nix is your boy, but they're, uh, <laughs> He's their, so their, bad. Offense is, their offense is not impressive. So, I, I lean the under in this one. Uh, I just I, I just don't trust either offenses to put up, I believe it's at 64, 64 and a half. Yes, um, 63 and a half. Okay, yeah. I, I just don't think this is going to be a shootout that some people are expecting. I just yeah. don't see it. I, I, this is just uh, this is a stay away game completely. I I got nothing here. Yeah, okay. it'll be a good game though. So yeah, I mean, it'll be a good game. It'll be a good game for sure. I mean, like I said, both these teams haven't been impressive. LSU's two and two on the year. Auburn's three and two on the year. It's like I guess middle of the pack. Unfortunately, middle of the pack uh, SEC teams this year. But will be good football for sure. Okay, uh, next game. I got nothing here, but quickly, uh, Northwestern going on the road to play at Iowa. Iowa's minus two and a half, over under set at forty four and a half. For me, I, I got no feeling this the spread at all, but I definitely lean under. I think this is gonna be like a gritty big ten game where there's gonna be a lot of defense. What do you think? Hundred percent. I was gonna say the exact same thing. I also just I don't know why I always just again, like we talked about last week, I think it was Iowa and Purdue. I just always think those games go under. I think all, yeah. Iowa at home is always under. I don't know. Again, no reason, no rationale behind it. <laughs> yeah, there's no numbers to back game. it up, but I, I totally agree. I could just see this game being like a 21-13 game, 18-13 game. So, I, I lean the under as well. Hey, Northwestern, to their credit, last week they just destroyed Maryland. They won 43-3. 43-3. Yeah. They absolutely destroyed them. And it looks like Maryland's responding in a big way tonight. I mean, the game's tied now, but they put up 21 points already. Yep. Also, how about – I didn't know this, too, a little sidetrack. Tua Tago Viola's brother is the quarterback for Maryland? Yeah. I did not know that. yeah. I, I, I remember reading that about that this summer. I don't think he's as talented, but I, I think he was still a pretty high-touted recruit, so we'll see. It's pretty cool. I mean, I hope he wins this game. Okay, all right, next game is – I got nothing in this game, but newly ranked number 17 Indiana is going on the road to play at my boys, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And Indiana, very, very controversially, won – the game last week against Penn State, they should have lost. I'm sorry, that ball was short. Yeah, that. The line. Yeah, the, 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 no, there's I don't no know how that happened, man. I I don't know one person that I talked to that was like, yeah, that was good. Like I don't, I really don't. I don't he, see how 
refs or anybody could see that ball being crossing the plane or even touching the pylon. It wasn't even close. The ball was touching out of bounds before, way before. Yeah, the pylon. Uh, but they're they're ranked now. Indiana is ranked number seventeen, and they're playing at Rutgers. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm up. I can't play this game, unfortunately. New Jersey laws. I can't play New Jersey teams in sports betting. Like any college teams, I can only do it for pro teams. Stupid law, in my opinion, but. I wouldn't have bet it anyway. I, I got no feel in this game. What do you think? Uh, I got nothing either. I, I kind of would lean Indiana. Um, I think that, that might have given them a little jolt. Obviously, that was their first game, but I, that was a very big confidence booster in terms of beating Ben State. Um, and them being ranked, too. It's, it's Exactly. And I, I like I said before, I think that, that that Rutgers win was not a fluke. I don't think they're – I think Greg Schiano is really going to turn them around, but I, I don't think that they're as good as what that score, that win indicated. So I would, I would lean Indiana. Staying away. Staying away. Okay. I uh, got nothing in this game. TCU at Baylor, you got anything? Nothing. I think it'll be a good game, but I got nothing on it. Yeah, absolutely nothing. TCU is minus two and a half going on the road. Staying away. Okay. Moving on to next game. I got to play in this one. UAB is going on the road to play at Louisiana Tech. UAB is minus 12 and a half and the over under set at 47 and a half. So I, I don't have a play in the spread. I have a play in the total. And I just, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why this total was so high. It, it looks low. It, it's 47 and a half points, but this should, this total should not be that. It should be around 42 in my opinion. So just to give you some numbers, Louisiana, both these teams don't have good offenses, and I'll, I'll dive a little deeper. Louisiana Tech scores 22 points per game, and they allow 31 points per game. UAB scores 26 points per game and allows 18 points per game. They have a great defense. UAB's defense is great. And UAB's, their points scored, their points per game, 26 points per game, those numbers are severely inflated because they played some, they played some bad teams. They played Western Kentucky, who is awful, probably one of the worst teams in, in the country, yep. in my opinion. They scored 37 on them and allowed somehow allowed 31. Um, and they scored 45 at Central Arkansas. So their numbers are, are inflated on offense. UAB's offense is not that good. Um, UAB's defense has really, really impressed me. And Louisiana Tech's points allowed numbers are also inflated too. I want to point that out, their defensive numbers, because they played, they played BYU and they played Marshall already. So those are two like dynamic programs this year. Marshall is not playing this week because of uh, coronavirus issues. They actually postponed the game. But Louisiana Tech played at BYU. They lost 45-14. I mean, BYU, BYU was a wagon. They're going to give up points to them. They're, they're nasty. And then Marshall, same yeah, thing. Yeah, they're really good. Marshall beat them 35-17. to 17. So they're in numbers. Their points per game allowed. 31 points per game is severely inflated, in my opinion. So, And Louisiana Tech only really scores against crap defenses, too. So I'm taking this all the way. UAB, Louisiana Tech, under 47.5. We are locking that in. So... It's, this is this is going to be like a a twenty one to ten game or something like that. There's there's not going to be any points scored here. I'm impressed yeah. by UAB's defense, and I'm not impressed by Louisiana Tech's offense. So, moving on under forty seven and a half. All right, next game. Um, real quick, App State minus thirty and a half at UL Monroe. I mean, all I can say is App State is is a good team. They should, absolutely should be favored by this much on the road. No play. Got anything here? Nothing. But I would again. Uh, yeah, I, I got no play, but App State is definitely uh, the better team. I would definitely – it's a lean with App State. Yep, that game's at 4 o'clock. And another 4 o'clock game is – it's a garbage SEC matchup. I 
Ole Miss at Van at Vanderbilt. I just wrote nah on my notes. I I got absolutely not. Just not even gonna watch this game. Yeah, I Ole Miss should should beat them pretty handily. I think. Um, I know. I think the spreads around seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, something like that. I mean, Vander Vanderbilt bad. I mean, I I'm pretty sure I looked this up earlier. They they scored twenty six points through three games. I mean. That's like unheard of, especially yeah, for SEC. Um, I, I think Ole Miss can put up points like no other. I think they're one of the best offensive teams in the SEC. Um, I'm pretty sure Vanderbilt had some issues with um, COVID, so they've had some injuries. I mean, they've had like really trouble getting people onto the field. So I think that Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss will route them. Uh, I like Ole Miss in this one. Yeah, I, I got I got nothing here. I'm I'm not betting on this game, nor am I watching it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next game. This line's a little fishy. Texas going on the road to play at number six, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's only favored by three and a half points here, and the over-under is set at 58 and a half. And, I mean, I don't know if I'm playing this game, but that line is fishy to me. That is a fishy line. Yeah, I, I, think, this is, I think this is the game of the weekend, in my opinion. I think this game is going to be really, really good. Um, it's a rivalry game. Not the Red River rivalry, but it's up there. Um, I, I think Oklahoma State's really, really good. Um, their their defense has been pretty surprisingly pretty good this year. Um, but I, I think I kind of like Texas in this game. I don't, I don't know. I, I think that Texas is going to keep this game pretty close. I, I could see this game being a sh- not a shootout, but a high scoring game. And I, I like Texas to keep this one close. What are you thinking? Dude. Dude, this line just – it's like the sports books are on their hands and knees telling you to take Oklahoma State minus three and a half. So, I kind of agree with you. I think Texas, Texas is the play here. I don't have – I'm not making an official play, but I, I would take Texas here. Uh, I, agree, I think it's going to be a, a pretty high-scoring game. I like the over 58 and a half as well, but it's going to come down to like a game-winning field goal or a missed yeah, extra exactly. point or, or something like that. It, I, I'm not, not playing it, but I, I do like Texas for some – I don't know why. I don't know why it is. I, I definitely lean Texas. As do I. Okay, last game in the 4 o'clock slot. Virginia Tech going on the road to play at Louisville. I mean, I, I got nothing here. Vatek is minus 2.5 going on the road. I got nothing. Absolutely I, nothing. I, I kind of lean Louisville on this one just because Virginia Tech's been on the road for, I think this is their second week now. and uh, Or maybe they're even their third. I could be wrong with that. But uh, I, I don't know. So it's a big spread. I think Louisville has, been, has turned it around a little bit since they got beat pretty handily by um, Miami. But, yeah, I got enough, I got no play on it, but I, I kind of lean um, Louisville in this one. I, I got I got nothing. I don't trust Louisville's defense to stop anything. And exactly. I, That's the only thing. It's just I just don't know if Louisville can stop VTech. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Okay, let's move on to 6 o'clock. So let's move on to the Mount West Conference. So we got number 25, Boise State, going on the road to play at Air Force. Boise State is laying 13.5 points here on the road, and the over-under set at 48.5. And, and surprising game, you were on Air Force last week. They I got was. Air Force I mean, minus that was a half. huge letdown. I mean, they looked yeah. horrible. It wasn't, dude, that, it wasn't even close. Dude, they got dom- – San Jose State dominated. I was really, really surprised. It wasn't just really – it wasn't much, uh, as much so Air Force's offense. Just it was San Jose's deep. Jose State's defense looked great. The score was seventeen to six, and they just shut them down from the get go. That game was never close. It is not nearly as close as it looks. I know, and a lot. I actually 
after making that play, I, I saw a lot of people that were kind of on my side in terms of taking Air Force. So I was a little surprised with that. Yeah, the Falcons, they got dominated, man. It was, it was never close. Um, and Boise State's also coming off of a win. They played Utah State last week, who's not a great team, but they, they just destroyed them. They're, they won 42-13 on, on their home turf, the blue turf. And honestly, in this spot, I lean Air Force. I, I so do, do I. I, like I think Air this Force is a bounce back game for them. Yeah, I, I, that's a lot of points for Boise State to be laying on the road, even if, even if they're ranked, even if they're a good team. That's yeah, a lot of points. I feel like when they're not on the blue turf, they're, they're a different team. Um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely lean Air Force in this one. Yeah, I think this line's definitely an overreaction to, to Air Force's loss last week. I, I, I got nothing here. Uh, I'm not playing anything, but if anything, it's to me, it's Air Force or nothing here. The only thing that's surprising is that it opened at nine and a half and it's moved up to 13 or four. I think it even got up to 14 at one point. Or so, but yeah, I, I like Air Force. Yeah, depending on your book. Some, I was looking at um, all my the odds I get are all from FanDuel. I write them down before the show. Um, so I had him at 13 and a half and some, some of mine, I had, I had him at 14, even 14 and Minnesota and just scored again. Yep. Was that a 21 to nothing run? Yep. And Minnesota's running back has four touchdowns. <laughs> oh my gosh. Talk about the over, the over might cash in the first half. What was the over yep. under in this game? Uh, don't, I think it was like 61, maybe. I wow. think it was kind of yeah. high, but it, it could, I mean, it looks like 20, it's looking 28 to 21. If you're an over better, you're pretty happy right now. 49 points already, and it's what four minutes left or so in the in the second quarter. Yep, it's looking good. It'll okay, open at 16 and a half. So, 16 yeah. and 16 and a half. You said. Yep. All right. Uh, next game, I I just got note written next to this one too. But Charlotte going on the road to play at Duke. It's a big game for Charlotte. This is their like interstate rivalry game, pretty much. But I I got nothing here. I have no interest in this game. Me either. I, I think Duke's kind of scrappy, though. I feel like they, they hang with you. At least they play you tough, but uh, I got nothing on this one. Staying away. Got nothing. Um, okay, uh, Bama's playing at 7 o'clock as well. They're playing against Mississippi State and the Air Raid offense. Alabama is at home. They're 31.5-point favorites. The over-under is 63.5. I mean, fade Bama at, at your own peril. That's all I'm going to say. Like, Just fade them at your own peril. It's their offense is too good. They're off. They're nobody is stopping them this year. Yeah, their offense is really, really impressive. They did lose the wide receiver. I'm trying to blank on his name. I guess he's yeah, out for the, the year. Kickoff, opening kickoff. He, he did something to his ankle. So but, really, I tough. mean, they they have guys just to spill right in. So uh, again, I, I advised it last week, and I believe it hit last weekend too. I, I look at first half plays for Alabama. Um, I could see. Um, Saban really laying it on in the first half, taking up a big league, and then kind of started to rest some guys. So I le- I look at first half for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't have the numbers on that, but I imagine the over under for the the over under the spread for the first half is it's probably Alabama like minus twenty or something like that, like eighteen yeah, and a half. It's uh, probably seventeen like and seventeen and a half right now. So uh, that's yeah, not a I bad mean, spot. It's, it's, so. it's Bama or nothing. It's yeah. absolutely Bama or nothing. Damn, there's so much offense in this game right now. Maryland just broke off a nice run. <laughs> Jesus, crazy. Okay, uh, next game. Um, I got nothing here, but just to mention, uh, San Jose State's playing uh, New Mexico. New Mexico's going on the road to play at San Jose State. Uh, San Jose State is minus 13 and a half. And as we mentioned, they had a, a dominant win against Air Force last week. Um, the over-under set of 55 and a half. I mean, I got nothing here, but I, 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 don't, I don't have a good feel on either side. Yeah, I kind of like the over, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it's a little low. I think 
San Jose State really showed me something last week against Air Force, but yeah, I, I'm staying away from this one again. Totally staying away. Okay, uh, SEC matchup. We got number eight ranked Texas A&M playing against Arkansas. So A&M's at home, and they are 14 and a half point favorites over under set of 52 and a half. Got nothing. Again, nothing here. Yeah, I don't either. This is another under game that I was looking at. Um, I'm just not that impressed with this Texas A&M offense thus far. Um, but, yeah, that's another game. Arkansas I got nothing. stinks, though. Arkansas I know. stinks. It's freaking Arkansas. But right. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely nothing here. Okay, uh, next game is Missouri at Florida. I'm totally staying away because Florida's had COVID issues. I don't know what to expect from them this coming week. That game's also at 7.30. Um, I don't have the spread written down on this one, but I think Florida is, is double-digit favorites. Yeah, I think they're on 13 or 14. Yeah. Again, uh, another under spot. And I, I like a lot of the unders this weekend, um, partially because of COVID, partially because of other re- like weather and stuff. But this one is strictly because of COVID. I think Florida's got to be a little rusty, right? I mean, they had, I think they, they had like 26 players that were um, shut down because of COVID. Uh, I think obviously some of them are back this week, but I don't know. I, I just I, I lean the under. I think it's at sixty one, sixty two. Um, but yeah, I think I think you've got to look for some rust from Florida here after that long hiatus. Yeah, I, I'm staying, totally staying away. You're too many variables. Okay, uh, next game is at seven thirty. I have a play in this one. We got Navy going on the road to play at number twenty two SMU. Our boys, the Mustangs. So SMU is minus 11 and a half. In some places, it's even moved up to minus 12, minus 12 and a half. Um, and the over-under is set at 58 and a half. So Navy last week lost 37 to 21 to Houston. Love, love the Cougars. Love Houston. Um, Navy is 3-3 three three on the year. And last week, SMU got smacked by Cincy. We mentioned that. But I was on SMU minus two and a half. They got smacked by Cincy. There's, there's, no, there's no doubt about it. Cincy just just had them last week and they got they got smoked right from the get-go but this is this is a bounce back spot to me um i think smu is is going to pummel this navy team they're going they're going to absolutely destroy them navy is not that good of a team this year smu is a dynamic offense even though they got shut down last week by cincinnati their defense cincinnati's defense really impressed me navy is nowhere near cincinnati's defense smu is pissed they're going to run the ball they're going to throw the ball they're going to score a million points we're locking in SMU minus 11 and a half. Let's go. I like it. You know, I was eyeing that, it That too. can't lose. That yeah. can't lose. That can't lose. I was lose. eyeing There's it no... Is it still? Is it still at 11? Do you know? I think, it... it's at, I think it's at 12 and a half now. I locked it in. Actually, very shortly before the show, I locked in 11 and a half, and it moved. So, well, I'm gonna, Connor, I'll look right now make it a double about... PP. SMU minus 12 and a half, 11 and a half. Let's you go. All right. All right. Let's go. SMU, we'll call it minus 12 and a half. Double PP. Let's go. I was eyeing it all day. I told you about it. I was eyeing it. I like it even more after talking to you. Lock it in. Let's get it. I'm looking right now. I think they're minus 12 and a half now. Let's see. Holy mackerel. They moved up to 13 and a half as we were talking. Hmm. That's crazy. Well, I think I got it at 12 and a half. It's another place. So, okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Lock it 12 in. and a half. Lock it in. Okay. Next game is it's a big matchup here. Number three, Ohio State going on the road to play at number 18, Penn State. Ohio State thumped. Did they play last week? Well, I can't remember. They thumped them. Who in the big time? Nebraska. Play last week? Nebraska. Nebraska. That's right. For some it was reason, close in the was... first half. Yeah, but then they came out yeah. and 
did their thing. Uh, Penn State, like we talked about, lost very controversial game to Indiana um, last week. But the spread is Ohio State is minus 11.5 point favorites. The over-under set at 64.5. My opinion, I, w- I really like Penn State here. I'm not locking it in, but I lean big time Penn State minus 11.5. Yeah, again, this is, half, again, we're on opposite sides. I, I don't. I, I think a lot of people are on Penn State. I think I think I saw the public said like 58% on, on Penn State here. Um, this hmm. is really close to being a play for me for Ohio State. Um, Penn State, as we know, is without their top two running backs we saw last week. Um, I, I think this could be a shootout. I just think Ohio State's offense is just way better than Penn State's uh, but you're. I mean, this it has been a close series. I mean, 2017 Ohio State won by one, 39 38. 2018 Ohio State won by one, 27 26. And 2019 Penn State won by 11, 28 17. So obviously Ohio State has had the the edge in terms of straight up, but they are Ohio State is eight and three against the spread since in since 2019 against other Big Ten teams. So I like Ohio State here. I think this is kind of a not a flex on everybody, but just kind of prove to them that the, the, they're the Ohio State that everybody remembers and that they should be in a playoff playoff bid. But I, I lean definitely Ohio State here. All right. I, I, I totally disagree with you. I think Penn State's going to keep this one close. I think this yeah, is coming I mean, down to a game I, I don't think you're there. in the minority there. I think I think I am. I think a lot of people are liking, uh, liking Penn State here. But I don't know. I, I, I like Ohio State a lot. Interesting, interesting. So I just also side note, I just checked on SMU. On, on FanDuel, they're minus thirteen and a half. Other books, I got them at, at twelve and a half. So I'm I'm a little intrigued. I'm, maybe somebody on FanDuel, somebody put a big bet on SMU or something because that line moved. I wrote all these lines down right before we started recording. Yeah, two points in about an hour. Is it moved. Strange. It moved. Yeah, it moved two points, and I, I had an eleven and a half, probably at like seven o'clock tonight or something like that. And then now it's thirteen and a half. So the lines are moving like crazy. The lines are moving like crazy, not just on FanDuel, but everywhere for a lot of these games. Okay, um, all right. Let's move on to eight o'clock. I got nothing in this game, but number fifteen UNC is minus seven and a half going on the road to play at UVA at Virginia. Over under set at sixty two and a half. No feel for me. Got no play in this game. Yeah, I don't either. I think this could be another really good game, though. I think both these teams are pretty, um, pretty strong this year. North Carolina, their offense is—I feel like their offense is just so inconsistent. Some days I feel like they look amazing, and others I don't. Um, but I, I kind of lean UNC in the seven here, but I'm staying away. Totally staying away. Okay, then we got got a couple more games, and then we can move on to the NFL. But we got number twenty-four Oklahoma going on the road to play at Texas Tech. Oklahoma is 16.5-point favorites on the road, and they're, the over-under is set at 66.5. You called it last week with Texas Tech, Aiden. It, you said Texas Tech plus 3.5, I believe. Who were they playing last week? I can't even remember on the top of my head. They, um, you're like, you, you should probably t- consider taking the money line in this one. They're going to win, I'm, and they won. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head who they were playing. But oh, and, yep, I know what you're talking about. They're getting, uh, they're getting 16.5 here. I'm looking it's it up. It's a lot. It's a it's a lot of points. Um, they they beat West Virginia. That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. They yep, beat them they by thirty four twenty seven. Yep, thirty four twenty seven. But yeah, I, I I don't know. This one's a weird game. This could be a fun game to watch if you're looking for points. I, I like the over in this one. I think um, Oklahoma puts up a ton of points. I believe they're four and zero to the over under this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 weren't the ones that screwed me last week. Um, in that teaser, I had the over. 
um, of Oklahoma versus um, I believe TCU. TCU and TCU just shit the bed completely. I mean, they had I believe they were in the red zone like eight times, and they only finished with fourteen points, which is atrocious. But um, yeah, I, I got no I got no feel on the spread here, but I I do lean the over. I I got nothing. I think this is going to be. I think that total is pretty much dead on and spread wise. I don't know. I lean Texas Tech if anything. In my yeah, opinion, that's a lot 16, of points again. Sixteen and a half. It's a lot of points on, to lay on the road for Oklahoma. Okay, uh, we got two more games, I think, and then then the NFL. Okay, so we got San Diego State. This is at nine thirty. San Diego State is going on the road to play at Utah State. San Diego State is minus nine and a half. Over under is forty three and a half. And one thing I want to point out about San Diego State: the past couple of years, this has been a trend, and it looks like it's continuing this year. Their defense is dynamic. They are unbelievable on defense. That's why you see the total at forty three and a half. And San Diego State last week they had a dominant win against. They played UNLV. They played, yeah, UNLV. They beat them 34 to 6 last week. Their defense is good. The, their defense is absolutely legit. Even at 43 and a half, believe it or not, I lean the under. Utah State is not a good team. I think San Diego State should win this game like 20 to 7 or something like that. This should be a, a boring, gritty defensive game. I, I don't see many points being scored here. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, I, I got nothing here, but I, I, I like San Diego State. All right, and I love me some Mountain West, Mountain West football, but we got two more games, and I plays in both of them. So let's see, let's get it. Western Kentucky is going on the road to play at number eleven, number eleven BYU. Now BYU is minus twenty nine and a half here, minus twenty nine and a half. This is an anti Western Kentucky play. We're going to lock this in. BYU minus twenty nine and a half. Let's go. So if I'm not mistaken, I think this line has also moved a little bit too. Again, I wrote these lines down right before pre, right before the the show, and I'm pretty sure it's up to thirty now or thirty and a half. Yeah, it's but we're locking in right BYU. Now. That's crazy, but it's minus twenty nine and a half. I got it locked in as, dude. Western Kentucky sucks, sucks. Remember last week I was we were talking about the podcast and the Chattanooga Western Kentucky game. Chattanooga was playing the first game of the year. I was like, you got to take Chattanooga. You got to take Chattanooga. For some reason, I just had a feeling like West Kentucky is terrible. Terrible. Western Kentucky yes. should have lost last week to Chattanooga. I don't know if you saw that. No, I missed it. Dude, so Chattanooga was – the final score was 13-10. to 10, Western Kentucky won. Chattanooga got a kickoff with like 140 left. Chattanooga gets the ball, runs it all the way. They run it back for a touchdown. They go to the house, like a 100-yard return. It was sick with like a minute 40 left. The kickoff got called back because one of the, the blockers on the kick return team that was like, you know, that like uh, the blockers will like w- wave to the receiver and be like, hey, like just let the ball go, get a touch back, or yep. put their hand up. So that's what this guy did. He, he said, like, hey, like take a back, like take a touch back, whatever. Well, and we'll play offense. But the, the guy was the kick return was like, no, I'll just run it back to the house. And he, he scored a touchdown. But the refs interpreted that hand movement as a fair catch signal. So they called it Brutal. back and they reviewed it and they confirmed the call. And the Chattanooga coach went nuts on the sidelines. He freaked the hell out, and rightfully so. It was a horrible call. I actually didn't even know. I thought that the, the kick returner himself had, was the one that had to call fair catch or not. I didn't no, even know so that. Somebody it, else can do it. I did not know that. Yeah, it, dude, it, it was the most bogus It was the most bogus call I've seen in a long time in, in college football. And so Chattanooga got unsportsmanlike conduct because of their coach, and they got pushed back to, like the, like, the 10-yard line or whatever, and they got shut down. Game ended 13-10, to 10, Western Kentucky. But point is, 
Western Kentucky sucks, not even just from a straight-up standpoint. They're 2-4 and four in the year. Their defense is horrible. They're 0-6 against the spread this year. They're 0-6. They're a bottom three team in Conference USA. BYU is going to absolutely thump these guys. BYU minus 20 and a half, 29 and a half. Excuse me. Locked it in. Yeah, I mean, it's BYU or nothing here for sure. I was actually, I was again, we were talking before. I kind of like BYU first half. It, I believe it's at minus 17, minus 17 and a half or so. Um, I was eyeing that one. I'm, I'm think, still thinking about it, but yeah, it's it's BYU or nothing with this one. BYU, they're going to thump them. Don't even think about it. Just just lay the, lay the number, lay the number. I know it seems like a, a new bet or a square bet, but the, the, BYU has every right to be favored by this, if not more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last game at last game on Saturday, also at ten fifteen, is Nevada going on the road to play at UNLV, another Mount West Conference matchup. Nevada is minus fourteen on the road, and UNLV is coming off of a, a thumping against San Diego State last week. They lost thirty four to six. They got absolutely shut down by a good, good San Diego State team. So I mean, honestly, kind of expected it to happen. Um, and Nevada won a thriller last week against Wyoming. So they won 37 to 34 and Wyoming, who I am on tonight, actually, that reminds me, I got to tweet that out, but, uh, Wyoming, uh, lost 37, 34 to Nevada last week. And I think this line is a severe overreaction to UNLV getting thumped by San Diego state. They're getting 14 points at home. They're not, Nevada is not that much better than UNLV. They're, they're really not. I think this is a severe overreaction. And UNLV has also dominated this matchup, the past three matchups. UNLV is two, two and one straight up against Nevada uh, since 2018. And I, I think this is just a, just a severe overreaction. I'll take the points. I'll take the value. UNLV plus 14, block it in. I think that's a great play. I think that's a great play. Take it. I, I like I like UNLV a lot there too. I, I think New, Nevada. That's kind of an overreaction line, um, but yeah, I agree. UNLV for sure. These are all winners here. These are all winners. <laughs> Only winners. Okay, that's all for college football. I believe for the day for for the weekend. So, all right, you want to move on to the NFL? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, week eight. The NFL is coming up next on Between the Lines podcast. Some live for the bill, some kill for the bill. Yeah. She whine for the bill, grind for the bill. She used to be the sweetest. Some steal for the bill, if they gotta pay the bill. She used to be the sweetest. Two nights white left ain't con, wheezy on the bill. All right, week eight, the NFL. Got some good matchups this week. So let's get into it. We have a big matchup, big, big matchup in the AFC North. We have the Steelers going on the road to play at the Ravens. The Ravens are minus four and a half here. Over under is 46 and a half. What do you think here? I, I, we've talked about it on here before. I think you agree with me that I, I just, I'm not that impressed with the Steelers yet. I, they did have a pretty good win against Tennessee. I, I, that, that's for sure a, a, a great win. I, I, Tennessee is really good. Um, they were up huge, and they actually let them Tennessee come back a little bit at the end. But besides that, I, I'm just not impressed with, with, with Pittsburgh's schedule. I know they're undefeated. They're the only undefeated team left in football. Um, I, I think that 
Baltimore coming off a bye is, I think, you give Harborough that much time. I think he's going to plan game plan pretty well. I, I lean Baltimore in this one. I don't know about you, but I, I, I just, I'm not that convinced with Pittsburgh yet. I know their defense is electric, but uh, I'm staying away. But I definitely lean the Ravens. I think the Ravens coming off a bye. They should win that. They should win this game pretty handily, in my opinion. Uh, I think the Steelers are they're absolutely a good team. The only undefeated team left, but they should they should lose this game. They should lose this game by at least a touchdown. Ravens should Ravens should win this game pretty handily. So I'm not taking it as a play, but definitely big time lean Ravens minus four and a half here. Agreed. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about a dog shit game here. The Jets, the New York Jets, are going on the road to play at. The Kansas City Chiefs. It's a big number here. The Chiefs are 19 and a half point favorites. And the over-under is set at 49. And I think the sports books are basically banking on the Chiefs scoring like 42 points here. I think they're they're expecting like a 42-7 game or something like 45 to 7 game, something like that. Dude. Yeah, I mean, dude, you, you I, can't, I, you can't I, get I've on been, the Jets. No. Oh, okay. Absolutely. You can't. At all. I know that they kept it close with the Bills last week. That was atrocious. Actually had the Bills part of that teaser, which actually luckily won. I had them luckily teased it down a little bit to minus eight. Yeah, seriously. Or minus seven, and they won by eight. Um, but it, I am I was texting you earlier. I don't, I'm very, very close to making Kansas City minus 19 and a half a play. I, the Jets are just that bad. They're actually without Jamison Crowder, which is another loss. Obviously, everybody knows they lost Le'Veon Bell. I just the Chiefs beat a pretty decent Denver team in Denver last week by 27 points. I mean, and it didn't. It wasn't even that impressive. Mahomes didn't do too too much. So I don't know. I I think that Le'Veon Bell with now with the Chiefs, they're gonna try to run up the score a little bit. I I also put in a bet that Le'Veon Bell scores a touchdown. I know, I know that you're not too big of a fan of that bet, but I, I just no. think that Kansas City is going to smack them around. I, I, I think they could win by 27, 30 points. They, they should, they should smoke the Jets here. Who, who do they have on offense anymore? They, they don't have Jameson Crowder. He's out now, and they Braxton Berrios, white wide receiver the Patriots had. That's who they have. Braxton, there's a guy in the NFL named Braxton. Oh yeah, Braxton Berrios. Wow, oh, that's that is. You, you might remember him. He was like a life. small white receiver out of Miami a couple of years ago. He's actually pretty good at my University of Miami, but but yeah, he, he he's he's there. He might be like the number two option right now. Dude, I, I don't even know. Are the, are the Jets going to score a point uh, again? That's what I'm like. I feel bad for Sam Darnold because I'm I'm not as I'm not that high on him, but I'm also not as low on on him as other people are. I think he's pretty good. I just think he has zero talent around him. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he, they may not score. They really may. They, yeah, they, they they they're gonna get smoked here. I'm sorry. It, it looks like the easiest bet in the world here. It looks like everyone in their everybody in their mother is gonna be on the Chiefs. I haven't looked at the numbers here. Um, as far as how much money's on the Chiefs, but I guarantee you, it's it's over ninety percent. It's probably ninety five percent plus of the money is going to be the Chiefs. Be. So that's, that's scary. If for you're in a survivor pool, like, take Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, that's, that's, the, that's the play. Okay, take them in your survivor pool. Okay, uh, let's move on to the next game. we got the Titans going on the road to play at the Bengals. The Titans are seven-point favorites, and the over-under is 51 and a half. 
And say what you want about the Bengals, man, but they're they are a covering machine. They cover. They've been covering like it's their job the, this entire season. It's been they've been impressive from a gambling standpoint. They've covered almost every spread. Yeah, I, I got to play for this one. Um, I'm on the over. I'm on the over. I, I got it at fifty one and a half. Um, I'd play that up to fifty two. Um, lock that in. All right, let's go. I, mean, I just Bengals, think, the Bengals put up points, man. Exactly. I, I, I think Tennessee can score with the best of them. I think they're believe they're fourth in the NFL in scoring, um, averaging just over thirty-one points per game. Um, Joe Burrow is a stud, man. He, he's really good. I mean, him and Herbert are, have really impressed me a lot. I, I, I believe Joe Burrow's already passed for over two thousand yards, which is really, really impressive for having not having much options. Uh, for the Bengals there. I know AJ Green's still there. He's kind of been a dud this year. They got Tyler Boyd and T Higgins really has stepped up as a rookie from out of Clemson, but the over is hit in the last seven Titans games. Um, the overs eight and three in the last, in the Bengals last 11 games. I, I like this over a lot. Dude, they can score with the best of them. The Bengals put up points, dude. They, they, they put up, like, it looks, I don't even know what the numbers are on top of my head, but they got to put up close to 30 points a game. Yeah, their imp- their offense is really good. I mean, I know they're without Joe Mixon, but Giovanni Bernard, Bernard just steps in and they just keep on rolling. And it's also impressive with Joe Burrow too. Is he doesn't have an offensive line either. They he gets hurried on every single every single time he drops back. He's there's somebody in his face, and he's still playing pretty what pretty damn well, all yeah, things considered. Definitely. So they should put up some points. They should definitely put up some points, and the Titans' defense does not impress me. Um, it's not a play for me, but I, I do definitely, if anything, it's over. It's over or nothing here. It's absolutely over or nothing. But, okay, let's move on to the Rams. Rams are playing in Miami. They're playing at the Dolphins, the 1 o'clock slot, and the over-under set at 46. The Rams are three-point favorites. And we got Tua Tagle. I can never pronounce his last name. Tagle Viola. Tagle whatever. Tagle yeah. Viola. <laughs> Debut. His name is so freaking hard to pronounce. I, I, I've been saying it for years, and, and I still can't pronounce it. He just go, he's but just Tua. I just call him Tua. Okay, so Tua. It's his debut. It's his professional debut against the Rams. I, I, got, I got nothing here. I'm not playing either side. I don't like the, taking the Dolphins because of Tua's debut. You don't know what's going to happen. Dude, me I, neither. I like I, I, to be honest, I think that I feel like Miami's getting a little too much love. Um, like – we don't know what this guy is. I mean, what, he played, what, eight, ten snaps before he was named starter um, in, like, a blowout? Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this 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 Rams team isn't bad, and they've, they've shown it this year. They're actually pretty good. Um, they, they, they put up a decent amount of points against a good, very good Chicago Bears defense. They beat them pretty handily. Um, I, I don't know. I, I lean the Rams in this one. I think this, this spreads a little too low for – not knowing what this quarterback is. I, and everybody just keeps talking about how the Rams are having to travel back to the East Coast. And um, But I, I was actually looking this up today because I saw this a lot and uh, in my research that a lot of teams, a lot of people were just talking about the Rams having to travel to the East Coast again because they've already had to come to the Bills. But Sean McVay is 7-2 and two against the, uh, seven two against the spread and straight up uh, when having to travel across the country. So... I don't think that's really, really saying – I don't think that's a big stat for people to lean on in terms of um, backing the, the Dolphins in this one. So, I, I like the Rams for sure. 
too many variables. I, I lean the Rams. I agree with you. They've been impressive. And I mean, let's talk about the NFC West for a second. They That conference or that division, sorry, is amazing this year. They are yeah. amazing. They have, they have the Rams. They have the 49ers. They have the Seahawks. And they have the Cardinals. That is a great division. That is a really, really, really good division. So, I, I mean, I, I got nothing here. I, I mean, I think it's Rams or nothing. Too many. I, you don't know how Tua is going to perform in his debut. So, Stay away. Uh, I don't like either side of the over under here at 46 either. But um, okay, let's move on to the Colts are playing on, are going on the road to play the Detroit Lions. The Colts are three point favorites, and the over under set at 49 and a half. I, I got nothing here. I got absolutely nothing. Me neither. I, I I think that the Rams defense. I mean, excuse me, the Colts defense is really good, and I, I'm not too impressed with the Lions offense. So I, I kind of lean the Colts in this one, especially after a bye. But I got nothing. I got. I mean, the the Lions were gifted that win last week because of Todd Gurley, freaking idiot. But that I, I I lean the Colts in this one. Dude, he almost Todd Gurley almost gave it away last night too in the Thursday night game. I know. He you see he ran out of bounds when yeah. he uh, when they're they're clearly so the ball is, it was third and fourteen. They give Todd Gurley the ball and they're up a touchdown. Clearly trying to to run out the clock because Carolina had three timeouts and there was like three minutes left in the game. Clearly giving Todd Gurley the ball basically just to fall, you know fall down in bounds and keep the clock running, force Carolina to take a timeout. And he just runs out of bounds. So I even think about it. It's like this guy has no situational awareness. I, I, it's it's unbelievable. If the Colts, yeah. or excuse me, if the the freaking Panthers came back and won that game, that would have been all, all over the news again. Yeah, it, it, he's not too smart with time management or clock management. What a freaking idiot. He almost blew that again. Okay, uh, but I got nothing in this game and no feel on the over-under. He's cracking open another Guinness over here. Dude, I've been crushing – the side note, I've been crushing these uh, – I, I think I sent you a Snapchat last night. It sounds gross. Guinness and cranberry juice. It sounds nasty. I got to try it. Because to be honest, Guinness it's is so one of the good. only beers that I I just do not like. Like I'll drink almost any any beer, and that's just one that I just do not like. So I gotta give that a try. I love it. It's it's really good. Okay, uh, that little sign. Oh, free, okay, free, free to... Guinness right there. Oh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on to let's move on to the AFC's matchup. We got the Patriots. The Pats are going on the road to play the Bills. So the Bills. Are minus four, and the over/under is set at forty and a half points. Just forty and a half points. And yeah. I texted you on Sunday last weekend, and I said after the Pats last week, they got thumped by the 49ers. Cam Newton just looked awful. The team just the the patches overall just looked awful. If this line opened up, Bills minus five and a half, I would be taking the Pats. I would take the points there, the plus five and a half, or maybe even buy, buy up to the plus six. This line opened up – I think it opened up at three-and-a-half uh, Bills minus three-and-a-half-point favorites, and now it's up to minus four last time I checked. I don't like it. I, I don't like this spread at all. Me neither, like man. I, like, this the one part tells me, like, the Pats are, are done. I mean, it, Cam looks atrocious. Their defense is shaken up. They got Stephon Gilmore supposedly put his house on the market. He's supposed to be getting traded. Nobody knows. Edelman just got – I didn't hear about that. Yeah, Edelman just got surgery on his knee. He's out. Nikhil Harry got concussion last week. I mean, they're trotting out a guy, a D2 wide receiver from Bahimji State. Like, like there, it's – but then this is the type of game that it, I just kind of, like, trust 
Bill Belichick. I know it's so cheesy and classic Patriots fan, but this is the type of game that like everybody's against the Pats. The Pats are done, and they kind of put an end to Cam uh, to Josh Allen. The defense has always played Josh Allen pretty well. He he he's never had that much success against us. Um, but I don't know, man. It's they just they just do not have enough talent on offense to to really keep up with us to keep up with the the, the Bills here. So I'm staying away. Totally, totally staying away. If here. anything, Wait, if anything, I would lean the under. Uh, I, I, it's supposed to be windy, rainy, and cold in Boston, in, in Buffalo. So, um, I kind of lean the under. What was that college you said that wide receiver goes to? That that the Pats are starting Behinji State or something like that. It's Gunnar Gunnar Oslowski. Behinji State, yeah. He, dude, he's like he's gonna be supposedly like another Edelman. He was like a cornerback, wide receiver, kick returner at a D D two or D three school. And uh, the pass drafted him last year. Dude, I'm telling you, just watch this kid. He he takes punt returns. He doesn't return them far, far but he just goes like like a missile straight. Like he just gets rocked every time. Like he each time that he gets hit, I'm like, this guy should be concussed or have broken legs. Like I swear to God, dude, just watch it next time. He it's like this guy just plays with reckless abandonment. But, oh my god! Like that. I mean, like hey, our, that's anybody... like our number two wide receiver this week. So I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, hey, if there's anybody who knows how to turn some make something out of nothing, it's Bill Belichick. There's nobody in football that's done it better than him. There's nobody. Yeah, so we'll got, see. Like Julian Edelman was what a seventh round pick out of Kent State. Yep, quarterback. He was a quarterback. Yeah, and he, he's he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver now. Okay, let's move on to next game. I got to play in this game. We got my Las Vegas Raiders are going on the road to play at the Cleveland Browns. So the Browns are two and a half point favorites. The over/under is set at is now at forty nine and a half. It was just fifty and a half a couple hours ago, and it just moved to forty nine and a half right before the show. So, just to give you some numbers here. The Raiders this year are five zero and one to the over. They put up points and they allow a lot of points. The Raiders score twenty nine points per game, and they're allowing currently thirty three points per game. Cleveland's is five and two and one to the over this year. They're scoring twenty nine points per game and they're allowing thirty two points per game. So they're p- pretty much identical in terms of points scored and points allowed to the Raiders. This over under is it's too low. So I'm I locked this in. I locked in over fifty and a half. So we're gonna call that the play. It's down to forty nine and a half now. So that's good if anybody listening wants to take that. But I'm taking over fifty and a half. That is an official play. Let's go. Yeah, I, I don't really have a feel on the on the the spread. Honestly, I think this is gonna be a good, really good game. I think I lean Raiders plus two and a half, but I think I that over. I, I like easy. that over, and I I also like the Raiders in this one. I I think that they could actually win this game. Um, I, I I think that their their offense has turned around a little bit. I know they got beat pretty handily by the Bucks last week, um, but that was also because of all the COVID scares and. A lot like they were missing, like I think they were missing two guys out of their offensive line, um, which are back this week. So I, I like Las Vegas in this one as well. Yeah, I think there should be a ton of points here. This, this should be like I don't even want to give a guess of the score, but this should be this should be way over fifty points. I, I did game, see. So. I think there's supposed to be tough weather in Cleveland. May, that may be a reason for the um, the over going down a little bit. But yeah, I, I still agree. I think there's going to be a lot of points. Still, it's still too. It's still too low. Even if there's like rainy weather or a little windy, both these teams have great rushing offenses too. So I'm, I'm, I'm still confident in that over. Agreed. 
But all right, let's let's move on to the next game. You got to play in this one, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the Vikings are going on the road to play at the Packers. The Packers are are now they are now six point favorites. The line moved from five and a half to six. Uh, check pregame or pre-show, and the over/under is set at fifty and a half points. The Vikings are coming off of a bye, and the Packers are coming off of a thumping of the Houston Texans. They won thirty-five to twenty. And they've already played once this year, just to preface. They played once this year, I believe, in the season debut for both these teams. And the Packers won 43-34. to 34. A lot of points. A lot of points. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking? on Green Bay. I got Green Bay minus five and a half. Um, I play it up to six. I like it at that six. Um, I, I don't think I would play it at seven. I I think that, like you said, they, they already played before, and Aaron Rodgers threw for like 380 yards and four touchdowns in that week one matchup. Um, I know that the um, Green Bay is going to be without Aaron Jones. He's already listed as out. Um, I still – I think that – I mean, Green Bay had a big win last week, especially after that disappointing game against Tampa Bay two two weeks ago. But um, I, I just do not trust Minnesota. I mean, they're, they're bad. They're really, really bad. Their defense is atrocious. Uh, I think they're like 28th in the league in terms of defensive efficiency. Um, I think that Green Bay is going to beat them pretty handily. Okay, so locking in Packers minus five and a half or up to minus six. Let's go. Yeah, I mean it's it's Packers or nothing, right? Like this this should not be this game shouldn't be close. I know it's a divisional game. I understand that these teams know each other. They play each other twice a year. Divisional games tend to be close, but. The Packers are wagon, dude. The, the, you can't, you can't back the. And he's finally here. got Devontae Adams back. Right? He had like fifteen yeah. catches last week. I mean, it's just automatic. Yeah, uh, yeah. The top receiver in the NFL, getting uh, Aaron Rodgers getting his favorite, one of his favorite weapons back. Yeah, you got to take the Packers here. So Packers minus five and a half up to minus six. It's official play for Aiden. Okay, let's move to the four o'clock window. We got three games in the four o'clock window here. So the first game is. The Los Angeles Chargers going on the road to play at the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are currently plus three. Chargers three-point favorites. Broncos plus three at home. And the over-under is set at 44 and a half. And I was very, very, very close to taking the Broncos here. And we talked really? I've talked we talked about this in previous, yeah, in previous podcast episodes. Always keep your get a keen eye out for the Broncos because they just they love to cover. They they're like they're kind of like the Bengals this year. They they find ways to cover games, and especially in this four o'clock window, there's always some weird stuff that happens. I know. But so, every but so does the Chargers, man. The Chargers know how to cover too. Yeah, but that's not it's, that's when they're they're underdogs. We talked about this last week too. Is how the Chargers um, always find ways to lose games, and they did play the Jaguars last week. I get it's the Jaguars; they're not that good. They're, the Chargers were seven half point favorites, and they. They won pretty handily. They covered as well. The Chargers, you're right. They do find ways to cover. It's just, it's just the level of the Broncos at home, the mile high advantage, just finding ways to, to keep games close. Or I, I lean big time Broncos. I this is not an official play, but I to me it's it's Broncos or nothing here. I don't feel good enough about their their offense here, to, or excuse me, their defense stopping Justin Herbert to take them, but. I definitely wow. lean Broncos plus three. Yeah, I, again, I, I'm on the other side. I was actually really, really close to making the Chargers uh, minus two and a half or minus three a play. Uh, I'm like I said before, I'm really, really impressed with Herbert. I mean, he looks like he is a stud. He's he. I think he's thrown for over 300 yards in the past six games. I mean, he he's really he's really really impressive. Um, he has 12 touchdowns and just three picks already. 
Um, I, I think that Denver's a little banged up. I I don't. It's I'm actually the other way around here. I I don't think I don't trust Drew Locke in that offense to put enough put up enough points. I mean, the last two weeks he's only give he's only Drew Locke's only managed to score one touchdown. Um, they've had a ton of field goals. Yeah. I believe they I think they had five field goals against the Patriots. But I don't know. I I, I lean the Chargers minus two and a half or three here, like really heavily. I'm I, I was eyeing that one. Yeah, and I I still like the Broncos, and I lean the I lean the over here. Actually, the over is forty over under is forty four and a half. I like the over. I think this is going to be not a high scoring game, but definitely going to go over that total, in my opinion. But I'm not taking either. Okay, uh, let's move on to next game. Is the New Orleans Saints going on the road to play at the Chicago Bears? So the Bears are plus five and a half at home, and the over under is forty two and a half. And the Bears are coming off of a a thumping last week, playing against the Rams in Sunday Night Football. The Bears, their offense has just looked awful, dude. They didn't score a touchdown last week. I, I don't think they're that good, man. I, I think that they're another team that their records really, really inflated. Uh, I, I, I don't. I think a lot of people were all over the Nick Foles hype really early, and I, I don't think it's really panned out as well as people think. I know their defense is amazing. I mean, they're they're definitely one of the top defenses in the NFL. But I don't know. I don't really have a play here. I kind of like the under, to be honest, but. What are you thinking? I got nothing here. I lean, I lean over. Honestly, I lean over forty-two and a half. I think it's not enough points. Um, but I have no good feeling. So, holy crap! Did you start? Did you see that touchdown from Minnesota? Watching it, right? Yep. <laughs> Who is that guy? That guy just mossed that Maryland defender. Holy crap! Thirty-five, twenty-one. Their their offense is really, really good. Chris Altman Bell. That was nasty. That was sick. Okay, but yeah. Anyway, I, I got nothing here. Um, I, I don't like. I don't want to take the Saints. Uh, I don't like taking the Saints as is. They don't have Michael Thomas now. He's out this week again. He's he out hasn't again. Played since week one. Yeah, he's out again officially. Damn. He hasn't played since week one. Probably the biggest fantasy bust this year by far. Yeah, so I mean, that's even I, more I mean, reason. Injuries I think, aside, to take the under here. I, I, I just don't. Drew Brees. I don't really trust him throwing the ball. Um, it's supposed to be windy conditions up in Chicago. Uh, I don't know. I. I don't know. I like the under. Uh, I, I'm staying away. Definitely staying away. Okay. Uh, the last game, four o'clock window. We have the 49ers going on the road to play at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are minus two and a half. Over under is set at 53 and a half. This, this is the game to watch in the four o'clock window. Yeah, this, this is going to be a great, be a great, great divisional matchup here. The Seahawks are coming off of a, an absolute heartbreaking loss against the, the Cardinals last week. I was on the Cardinals who, plus three and a half. That game was insane last weekend. I, awesome I don't know if you game. stay up to watch it. That game was sick. The Seahawks. I kind of like the Seahawks here. I know it looks kind of like looks too easy or a little bit square or whatnot, but I do like the Seahawks minus two and a half here. What yeah, do you think? I, I don't know. I, I kind of I, I agree with you. I like the Seahawks. I think this is a little bounce back game. Um, Jimmy G did look pretty good against the Pats, but again, that was against the Pats that they've looked horrible the last couple of weeks. Um, they lost their running back. Um, they're without Mostert. They're without Wilson now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like. I lean. I lean Seattle for sure. I also kind of lean the over. I think both these teams can score. I mean, Russell Wilson pretty teams to score at will, um, and their defense hasn't been too good. So, I lean the over as well. Yeah, I mean it's over, and in, in my opinion, it's Seahawks are nothing here. Seahawks minus two and a half. Yeah, agreed. Okay, let's move. Let's move on to some Sunday night football, and oof, we got a stinker here. But look good. Looks good on paper. Looked good on paper before the season started, but now, yikes! 
the Cowboys going on the road to play the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are minus 11 now. I checked before, before the show. It's minus 11 now. And the over-under is set at 53 and a half. And the Cowboys, now, of course, they have Andy Dalton out because of that really dirty hit. But I can't remember his yeah, name on, the, that was, on the, that was bad. the football team's defense. That was, that was a dirty hit. Uh, so he's out this week. Um, and now they have Ben DiNucci. Is that his name? Yep, ben DiNucci? James Madison. James Madison. Good for him. That's all I can say. Good for him. I hope they cover the spread, but I, I'm not backing it. Uh, I think here. it's it's Philly or nothing here, man. I mean, it's a lot. It's a tall task to ask. I mean, this guy's got to come into the season, Ben DiNucci, thinking, all right, we got one of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL on a contract here. I, I, I'm not seeing the core. And then even if I do, they got second-string <laughs> quarterback who's been a, a starting quarterback for, what, nine, ten years? And Andy Dalton, it's like, uh, I'm not seeing the field at all. And now he's just thrown into the fire in, in a competitive <laughs> NFC East when they, they actually have a chance to win it. It's a lot of pressure to put on this kid. Yeah, I think if the Cowboys win this game, they're going to be tied for first in the NFC exactly. East. Exactly. Or, it's or close to it. So it's so, but I, this yeah, game's I, gross. I lean Philly or nothing, but I, I got I got. I'm not touching here. that. Lay, Eagle, the Eagles shouldn't be laying 11 points with anybody. I'm actually kind of surprised they, that the NFL hadn't hasn't flexed this game out of the um, Sunday night football spot. You know what I mean? Seriously. Like, yeah, uh, you, seriously. you'd think that they kind of moved some, one of those four o'clock games into the, I know Seattle's gotten um, a couple of the primetime spots already, but even if they moved that uh, Chargers Broncos game to Sunday night, that'd be better. Yeah. They're definitely going to do, they're going to do that going forward for sure. Like a Cowboys, a Cowboys giants game, or whatever they have during prime time, they're definitely going to move. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they have one prime time game left. There's, there's no way this, that's just an absolute stinker of a game. There's no way I'm, I'm backing either side, not even the total, but okay. All right. The last game we have Monday night football. Whew, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to play at my New York giants. So the Bucks are 12 and a half point favorites and the over under is set at 45 and I'm going to hold my nose. I'm going to close my eyes. Don't judge me. I'm taking the giants plus 12 and a half. We're going to lock that in. Wow. That's I, I hate tough. it. I absolutely <laughs> hate Dude, I hate it. But at the same time, it's, the, the Bucks have not played well on the road this year. They're also getting a ton of points because of Tom Brady and having all the weapons. Oh, shoot. This guy broke off a run in Maryland. Damn, that was sick. Okay, sorry. Back to, back to the podcast. Um, the Giants should keep this one close, man. I think that – I really do think they, they will. I think this is too many points. In my opinion, the spread should be around 10 or 10.5. I know it's the New York Giants. They suck. But they should keep this game close. They should absolutely keep this game within 12 points. So I'm going to close my eyes, hold my nose, take New York Giants plus 12 and a half. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that's a tough one. Uh, I, I kind of lean Tampa in this one. I To be honest, is, is this game, I know it's early, but is this game definitely happening? I know there was a lot of COVID scares. I think there's for both teams, actually. The Giants had a couple um, early on. but Yeah, yeah. It's As of now, it's still happening. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, to me, it's Bucks or nothing. I, I just cannot trust that Giants defense. And the Bucks defense has actually been pretty good. I, I don't see um, Daniel Jones being able to put enough points to keep up with this offense. So, but do you believe, do you believe it or not, the Giants defense this year has actually not been. No, that yeah, bad. They're, they're like a middle of the road. Yeah, no, they're definitely they're, not. They're bad. okay. It's, they're like it's their offense that scares me more than the defense. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they have one of the worst offenses in the NFL. And Daniel Jones fumbles and or throws an interception every single game without fail. Without fail. It's, it's unbelievable. The guy's a turnover machine. Yeah. But I'm basically trusting the Giants' defense to keep this one close. I think that that's my, that's my logic here. I think the Giants should find a way to, to keep this close or, or backdoor cover. Both these teams, by the way, are pretty good against the spread. If I'm not mistaken, they're both 4-3 and three against the spread this year. The Bucks struggle on the road against the spread, but – uh, the Giants and the Bucks are both four and three against the spread this year, so I'm gonna take I'm taking the Giants. Judge me. Money talks. They're gonna cover this game. They're gonna find. They're gonna backdoor cover. They're gonna do something ridiculous. I'll take it. Giants plus twelve and a half. All right. All right. That's all we got. You want to recap? Want to recap your your plays? Yep. Let's recap. So for me, I am on Wyoming plus three. That game starts like right now. It starts at nine forty-five tonight. I'm on Georgia State plus three and a half against Coastal Carolina. I'm on UAB and Louisiana Tech under 47 and a half. I'm on SMU minus 11 and a half. I'm on BYU minus 29 and a half. Um, UNLV plus 14. The Raiders Browns over 50 and a half points. It's down to 49 and a half now, but I'm calling it over 15 and a half. And Giants plus 12 and a half. So that's eight plays for me. All winners. All winners. <laughs> They're all going to win. All right. And to recap, got? I got FAU minus four and a half. Um, Arkansas State minus two and a half. The Packers minus five and a half. Play up to six. Um, SMU, same thing as you. Uh, 11 and a half or 12 and a half, whatever you can get it at. I wouldn't play it. I wouldn't suggest playing it more than that. Um, and then the Titans, Bengals over at 51 and a half. So one, two, three, five plays for me. Okay, well, whew, we got a lot of plays this week, and a lot of them me too. So combined, we have 13, to- 13 total plays. Um, again, yeah, a big weekend. Definitely follow us on Twitter uh, at I believe it's at BTL Pod twenty. Um, we'll tweet out all of those plays later on, either today or tomorrow. But uh, good luck. Yep, we'll tweet out all the plays. Uh, we'll tweet out the podcast when it's ready. Uh-